Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And, uh, yep, it is uh, Current Events Monday. You guessed it, so we are both wearing ties because that is the new tradition. So, in case you missed it, welcome to Current Events Monday. Um, we figured, hey, secular news channels wear ties. Why can't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, thanks so much for listening or watching us today. We really appreciate it. TRDshow.net. T. RD Show stands for The Reformed Dissenters, trdshow.net. Show website, check it out. Also, send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. And let's get into this. There is so much we want to talk about today. I have a lot of things kind of lined up. Jake does as well. But we also kind of just want to have a conversation about some of these things. And so it's going to be a little looser, a little more relaxed. We kind of kept it a little more open-ended. But these are some big, big things um, that we want to cover. So before we get into our current events today, though, we have to do what we always do every episode and talk about our verse of the week. So we got a brand new verse this week, and uh, it's actually John uh, chapter 18, verses 37 through 38. But actually, I'm going to do something a little differently. Before I talk about it, I want to kind of introduce it just a little bit, because I think that this providing some context here really helps you appreciate the verse even more than you already would have. So Christ had just said prior, this is a conversation, what we're about to read is a conversation between Christ and Pilate. Um, and just prior to this verse, Christ had just said that his kingdom was not from this world. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about what that means, um, how we're not saying that his kingdom is not in this world. It, it doesn't start from this world is what Christ was saying there. Uh, and this verse is Pilate's response to Christ saying, my kingdom is not of this world. It's not from this world. All right. John 18, 37 through 38 says, then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king for this purpose. I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Again, that's John 18, 37 through 38. So there's so much here that we could pull from. There's so much to talk about and break down, and it applies to so many different things. I, I really just want to focus on, on, two, on two aspects of this. The first is that Pilate identifies that Christ is a king because Christ was talking about his kingdom. You can't have a kingdom unless you're a king, right? That's, that's how kingdoms work. If there's a kingdom, there's a king. And this world is Christ's kingdom. And that's what he's called us to work for is his kingdom. And when we pray the Lord's prayer, we're praying that his will would be done. God's will would be done and that his kingdom would come here on earth. So Jesus responds to Pilate's question by saying, yep, you've said it. You've said that I'm a king. I, I'm a king. He's not denying that he is a king. Um, for this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And so that then is, is echoed in Matthew 28, when Christ calls us to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything that he has commanded. Um, so uh, this wrap up, though, this last part, I think, is just so potent. You know, Pilate says to him, 
what is truth? You know, kind of meant as a rhetorical statement, like, what is truth? No one can know what truth is. And, and that to me is just fascinating because we like to attribute that what is truth statement to uh, a lot of different movements, but more modern, recent movements. When in reality, this is not something new. This is something that that secularists, unbelievers have struggled with for forever, since the dawn of time. Because, as we know from scripture, there is no truth apart from the Bible. There is no accounting for truth apart from God and his word. And right here, Pilate literally says that. What is truth? I, we can't know what truth is. What are you talking about? Um, and, and Christ here is saying, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. If you want to know what truth is, you have to listen to Christ Jesus. You have to know what he, what he says and what his word says. And so I, I just thought that this verse was just so interesting. And when we talk about the kingdom, there's a reason Jacob and I spent, what was it, like three weeks, a three-week series on the kingdom of God, just because there's yep. so much there to dig into and delve and into. And we can spend more, you oh, know. Yeah. When yeah. when we ended the the last episode, which was an hour long, we, we kept saying that we could go longer into specifically what each of the the roles, the sphere sovereignty of each sphere of what they can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, we can we can go way longer on talking about the kingdom. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, there's there's so much there. Each of those is worth like a year's discussion or more. Like it's it's a lifetime of learning what the Bible says about all areas of life. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought that this was a really, really good verse to, to pull in and pull from. And, and as we discuss current events today, we, we need to remember the worldview that they're approaching us with and the worldview that we are approaching them with. Their worldview can't account for truth. Ours is the only one that can. There is no wisdom. There is no knowledge unless you first start from the word of God, whether that's conscious, or in their case, unconscious. They're pulling from our worldview in what they're doing. So we need to remember that. We need to remember that the ultimate source of truth, the only place we can find what is truly real and true, is in the place that God, the creator of heaven and earth, has given us his word. Um, so I thought that that was really important. So I also just want to make a quick announcement. And Tied to this are not any specifics at this point because we're still putting together all the specifics for this. But there is a conference coming up in October in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is the cross-politic, I think it's the Fight Left Feast conference, Knoxville, Tennessee. We're going to have more details um, on this, but I did want to make an initial announcement today. We'll have more details on the Wednesday episode to announce this officially, but our show, our podcast is actually going to be um, there at their conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is really cool. We have a table set up for us in the podcast row. So it's it's very, very exciting. Um, so if you're a listener of this show and you're looking for someplace to be in October, stay tuned for more details on that conference. It's a wonderful, wonderful conference. If you missed the one in April this year here in South Dakota, you definitely don't want to miss this one in Knoxville, Tennessee in October. And also, if you if you want to see us in person there yes. at, the, uh, at the event, we'll be inter probably interviewing a bunch of different oh, yeah. uh, people as well. So keep in, uh, stay tuned also for that episode 
after yes. the conference because we will be posting different interviews with different people talking about a whole host of different things. Oh, yeah. And um, it may even be a few episodes. Like, I, I'm getting the feeling yeah. that it's going to have to yeah. be a couple different episodes. <laughs> or it might just be a longer episode. Yeah, it might be that, too. Might be that too. We'll start. Like I said, we're still figuring out all the details here, but (laughs) did want to make an initial announcement. We are super, super excited, and we'll have more uh, details for you on our Wednesday Wednesday episode. So excited! I can't speak. All right. So, um, with that, Jake, let's let's get into some current events here. Take uh, take it away. All right. So, my article is kind of in response to uh, what happened at. Mar-a-Lago, the the search in Mar-a-Lago from the FBI and Trump's house. Um, And I say, the article says the FBI Mar-a-Lago search, it wasn't a search, it was a raid. It was a complete and utter raiding of Trump's home. But Mike Pence is telling the GOP... To stop lashing out at FBI over Mar-a-Lago search. Wow, that's that's to me that I I actually heard um, on a different show that I was watching was they actually went over the actual clip of him talking. Wow, and when I first heard that, I was I not surprised, right? Because this is Pence. I, yeah. I first of all, I I don't I. I don't like Trump, but even more so, I don't like Pence yeah. because at least uh, because Pence claims to be a Christian. Yeah, he's pretending he's a Christian. Yeah. Um, of course, Trump is a little bit, but you know <laughs> he's less outright about that. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, Pence, of course, is now going around <clears throat> telling people to stop attacking the FBI wow. for raiding Trump's home. <laughs> so I. I don't get this at all because literally, first of all, he was friends with Trump. I, th- I think he's he's left the Trump bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And I don't he's trying to really... I think he's trying to distance himself as much as possible. Yeah. Like, yeah, he left. I don't think he was ever on it. He was roped into it. And now he, he rode the waves because he was like, oh, this is what's in right now. We're getting popular. Mm-hmm. Now it's gotten too real for him. And he's yeah. like, oh, now I got to distance myself from right. Him. Because right. now I I would actually have to start taking some action and doing some real things and voting the right way on real things and right. he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. Because also he's also planning on running for president in twenty twenty four. Yeah, we'll Which see how long I'm, that lasts. Yeah, no, no, that's not going to last long at yeah. all. I I don't think anyone in Trump's base would vote for him, and I don't know. Once you get outside of that circle, that huge circle. Who's left? Like, is there really a contingency of people that's big enough to make I that think he's viable? thinking that the Christians are going to vote for him. <laughs> right. Yeah, the man who, I think it was Indiana, had the opportunity to put a stop to abortion in a major way, failed miserably years ago. His record on so many things is horrible. And mm. then when he failed to stand up last year for... Uh, when when fake President Biden was pretending to be president, pretending he won, when he failed to stand up to that, when he had the power to do so legally, right? He just he completely quit on us. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> no, you're done. <laughs> you, you're done. You have no spine. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to go over a few of the arguments that um, Pence laid out in his 
each his talk. Um, <clears throat> but number one being that the FBI agents were just following orders. <laughs> wow. Which is one That's of horrible. the... Yeah, it, which is one of the dumbest arguments. Yeah. Because look at... Okay, and I want to point to an example is Vivaldi, Texas. Mm. Those police in Uvalde. Vivaldi, Texas were just following orders and got 12 people killed. Yeah. Yep. yep. Because they didn't have a moral backbone and disobeyed orders yeah. to save lives. <clears throat> That's what following orders does. Following yep. orders kills <clears throat> American citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Stormtroopers um, were just, they were just following orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. And, and, but also, if, even if they were just following orders... And that, but, sorry, if they were just following orders, I feel like that makes them even more scarier and even gives us even more of a reason to defund them, mm. right? Because that's, that's what he's in response of. He's talking in response of defunding the FBI, right? All wow. these different Republican people um, are saying, all right, we need to defund the FBI because they're way out of control. Yeah. But I... I think it's it's like this is becoming even more scary even if they do follow orders. Right. Like this this right. argument that oh they're just going to oh they're just following orders. We can't we can't attack them. <laughs> You're not that. making this better no. on yourself. Yeah. No, yeah. <clears throat> but even so um I I do not think that we should just defund them. I think we should cut them out altogether. Right? Really? And That's an interesting take. The FBI? Yeah. I would personally say that the FBI is an unconstitutional <coughs> branch of the civil government. And wow. the FBI okay. the FBI should be taken out. Interesting. The police should stay. The FBI should be taken out. Yeah. So from what so 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 from what angle, just so that I'm clear, so what what angle like constitutionally are you arguing from? Like I would argue that the FBI is sort of like a, a specialized division of civil government. And I think you could make the case that they are technically within their bounds since it is the justice division of society and the FBI is specifically for justice. I would argue that they're way out of bounds in terms of um, the amount of money they're given. But how is it that they're unconstitutional? Like, is there an aspect of it that is immediately, like, they violated the Constitution a while ago just because they were founded? Or is it because of what they're allowed to do with, like, zero oversight and accountability? I think it's more or less the no oversight. I okay. think it should be directly connected with the federal government so that we can have more control over it. Mm. And that it would be directly um, affected by the Constitution. Yeah. But, um, I... Now, okay, there definitely could be a argument there if someone wanted to claim that in it being the justice division of society needs to stand, just it needs to be defunded a whole lot. Yeah. Because it shouldn't get a lot of money. Because, I mean, remember, the the Bible says over 10% taxation is theft, right, is slavery. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right. I think cutting back on that money for them to be able to survive on less than 10% is right. totally what we should be trying to do right now. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but I do think they should. Yeah, I don't I don't because also not to mention. 
the FBI, the CIA, and I don't know exactly what all these different organizations do because they seem so closely related that yeah. I'm like, they have so small differences that I'm like, I can't differentiate between each of them as <laughs> to like what almost each the one same does. Thing. Yeah. Right, exactly. And don't quote me on this, but I think the FBI are the ones who are involved with inner, um, inside the country, mm. you know, um, spying on everybody within the country. It may even be the CIA. And I, again, Central I, intelligence agency. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that going on, that they're spying on their own people. Yeah. That's a problem. See, I personally think that's the problem here. And yeah. it's no longer the justice division of society. And I think when it, I think more or less people would claim that it's trying to protect us, mm. right? And that, right, the, the government is supposed to also protect us. Yeah. Right? It's not only just the justice division, as the Bible says, it's also to protect us. But I think that's more or less from outside sources. I don't think that's from things within. And I think if it is from things within, I think that's the police's job, not the federal FBI. Yeah, you know, and that brings up a really good point that I'd love to discuss, which is localization, right? Which is not centralizing things. Right. Um, and that's a very biblical idea. We, we can look at the Tower of Babel. We can look at how the voting system was done in Israel to elect their leaders. We can look at even the founding fathers and what they extrapolated and how they designed the, you know, our civil government to function based on a lot of those sorts of things. I think the argument could be made that the FBI and the CIA, them having that much power on a centralized level, a massive scale over all yeah. 50 states is terrifying and maybe not constitutional, right? Or maybe not something that we want. Um, I don't know. I think that's a discussion that we could have that would be good to, to, to discuss and study biblically. Um, yeah, because I, I think that that would be a really good, really good place to start is, well, mm -hmm. from a localization, centralization standpoint, localized versus centralized, um, that might be a, good, a really good place to discuss as well. Yeah. And and this is really going into like his uh Pence's second argument and my kind of response to his second argument. And his second argument is that calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as defunding the police. <laughs> Which I have to say, first of all, I think both institutions have become <laughs> yeah, loaded I, and militarized. I'm pro both of those things. Yes, <laughs> defund exactly. both, please. <laughs> yeah, and by defund, um, like let's step back and define our terms here. We're not saying eradicate. We're right. saying they shouldn't be given unlimited amounts of funding. We're not saying that that's what they have right now, but it's essentially unlimited. Like the amount of money they have, right. obviously, we are not just it's being not taxed within ten percent, less than ten percent, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but secondly, I think that even Pence's overall statement that the defunding of the FBI is just as wrong as defunding the police, I think there are two different issues, mm. right? The FBI is federal yeah. and therefore it takes orders directly from the federal government. Yep. Whereas the police, depending on how local they are, will be more localized with how, with whom they take orders from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's like, it's two different issues there. Um, you've got defunding a federal organization 
and then defunding an organization that's more closer to home. I'm not going to say that it's not federal, but it's more easily controlled by the people. I think that's another major issue of the FBI is that it's not more it's not easily controlled by the people. Yeah, it's an institution. And then then that's the whole point of the the Constitution is that it can be controlled by the people, not and even as I've, I've, I've stated on the show before, it's not even that um, the people are who decide the standards. No, yes. it's the people who control the government. But we have to first, the church's job, making sure that the people understand where the, where the right standard comes from. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what the whole Founding Fathers um, wanted to do with the Constitution. And that's the whole reason for it. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's back to that whole liberty versus freedom thing, right? right? Like, we don't want pure freedom because then what happens generally is that people are given, they use their freedom as a license to sin, which mm-hmm. Paul explicitly says, don't do that, right? But also, that's not what the Bible advocates for because the Bible gives us a set of laws that we should operate within, right? right. So. From so many different perspectives, what we want is liberty, which is freedom within confines, within a fenced-in area. You're allowed to do these things, and within these confines, which are set up biblically, that's what the Founding Fathers followed as well when they created a more modern structure of civil government. That's where you're allowed to operate, and you shouldn't have the restrictions within those fences, right? Like they shouldn't be telling you how to build your house or whether your car is safe to drive on the road or not. That's up to you. That's not their decision to make. That's your decision. They've officially overstepped their bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, lastly, the third, his third argument, and then I'll hand it over to Bruce to do his articles. But um, the third argument was that he also said that we, the Republicans, are the party of law and order. <laughs> <laughs> and I, the problem we with used this, to be. <laughs> well, and the the main problem is that uh, the thing is that we shouldn't be blind, blindly following by any side. Yes. That you either follow the Republicans or you follow the Democrats. If I could ask and, Pence one thing, I would, I would, I would go up to him. I would ask Mr. Pence, where does law and order come from? Hmm. Does it come from us? Or does it come from the God that you claim you worship? Where does law and order come from, Mr. Pence? Right. Tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. We should be we should be following the side of truth. Yeah. And that was again going back to our verse, you know, what is truth? What makes truth? Right? But we yep. should be following truth. Exactly. Yep. Dude. Really good. Um, That's a good discussion. And I I think we need to have more of those in Christian circles. And I think pastors, we say this all the time. I I reiterate this point because it's it's that important. Pastors need to be having these discussions Mm -hmm. amongst themselves, with their congregation, studying from the word of God. What do all of these things look like? What does it look like to have an FBI? Whether we have it or not is step one. Step two, what does right. it look like for that to be under control of the Bible? What does the Bible say about the FBI, right? Yeah, we need to have all sorts of these conversations and more. So thanks for bringing this up. This is this is really good stuff. And yes, we can both uh, be very displeased with Mike Pence, as we yeah. have so many times in the past. <laughs> so, and I well, think most Christians should. It's, yeah. it's Mike Pence is, I think, a little bit worse than Trump. Hmm. 
Yeah, because, yeah, Pence is, is shady. He's a bit of a snake. He's hiding behind his uh, uh, fog and, and facade of being a Christian when he has no idea what that actually means. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, all right. Let's uh, shift gears just, just slightly, just, just a little bit. Um, my, my headline is actually talking about the indoctrination centers around the, around the country. I almost said world. They are around the world, but I'm talking about our indoctrination centers. They're so special to our, and close to our heart. Um, but actually, it's uh, money coming from the civil government to these sorts of indoctrination centers. So headline reads, USDA, which, first of all, U.S. Department of Agriculture. This is weird. Listen to this next part. USDA, religious schools have automatic exemption to new Title IX interpretation. Okay, that was weird. What did that mean? Um, so apparently the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, said on May 5th that uh, they would be expanding Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972 to now include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. And those are direct quotes from the article. So... Title IX, um, Jake and I were like, before the show, we were like, wait, what is Title IX? I thought I knew what this meant, but what, is, what does this actually mean? So we Googled it really quickly, and it was this weird, it's a set of amendments that relates to education um, and the civil government determining, I guess, and kind of governing education within the U.S. So Title IX used to be, do, do you still have that pulled up, Jake, like the definition mm -hmm. of, of Title IX? It's, it's, um, it's an education, it's an Right, it's a list of education amendments yeah. um, that are um, that are based on what is this? No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. And there it is. Okay, that last bit. Right, receiving federal assistance. Up until then, I was with them, right? Like shutting someone out. I think we could honestly make a case from scripture that if someone denies that sort of education just because, I don't know, the person applying is a woman or the person applying is a male and it's an all, that would get a little like, oh, we need to actually examine this. Like that might be a case for the justice division of society, the civil government, to actually get involved at that point. Right. Because I mean, um, yeah, but I think it would depend on your your definition of what are the the um, the genders. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We have no idea what that is anymore. But but my, my point is that until then, up until it said this is all about the money. This is about whether they get money or not from the civil government. I was like, oh, they might have a case for this. But. Now it starts to get dark and it starts to go to a place that is not good. So what, um, first of all, they shouldn't be getting money in the first place. But, but the results of, of this, what, what's happening here, the results of this meant that religious schools who didn't believe in disobeying God's calling or dis disobeying God and calling condemnation down on our nation would no longer receive money from the federal government for school lunches. Oh, how horrible that these schools that said no we don't believe that it's okay for you to be transgender and we don't believe that it's okay for you to be gay, lesbian, whatever. Okay. You, you want to disobey God's law. 
we're not going to agree with that. We're going to say that that's wrong, and we're not going to encourage that in our schools. Civil government was then saying, by, by widening the definition of Title IX here, they're trying to say, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> trying to say that now those schools can no longer get money for lunch for, for their school lunches. I'm so like, wait, why the heck are you allowed, getting money in the first place? Like, they're not allowed money from school lunches? For school lunches. Yeah, but well, they're they allowed money for everything else. They so it's like, oh, you you went against against this on a fundamental level. No more lunches for you. <laughs> you know? yeah, well, I not, think that not, that's, like, that's one of the areas of those schools where they were getting money. I think because you have to remember these are private schools, right? So most right. of their funding is raised privately, but everybody gets government grants now. Unfortunately, it's horrible, but everybody's getting some government money. They're now in the pocket of the civil government for so many things, obscure things, like, for instance, school lunches. My question to these schools is, why the heck were you taking this stolen money in the first place? Why were you mm -hmm. doing this? Stop doing this yeah. right now. If you're a school owner, figure out ways, partner with a local church, figure out other ways so that you don't have to take money from the civil government. So they aren't sticking their fingers where they don't belong. They're, they're slimy yeah. tentacles. So rather than standing strong and seeking independence, these schools instead chose to protest and beg the civil government to continue giving them stolen money. Like drug, drug addicts returning to the needle or a dog to its own vomit, these schools who stood so strongly in one area, right? Like they stood so strongly against the gays, the transgendered, all of that garbage. They stood so strongly against that. And then they completely missed the point when it came to the responsibilities of the civil government. They just, they're like, please give us our money back. We're so addicted to it. We need it. Please give it back to us. Uh, stop doing, or please continue doing what God has said you're not allowed to do. So the USDA gave them exactly what they wanted. Enough states complained about the irreverent and despotic expansion to an already bloated and un unnecessary document, causing the USDA, USDA to cave and provide exceptions for religious schools. So, that's their end result. The end result is that religious schools are once again receiving their precious lunch money from the civil government, and everybody gets to go back to sleep and pretend like the word of God doesn't apply all to all areas of life. So, yay, we get to all go back to sleep, we get our lunch money back, um, and uh, we get to keep getting stolen money from the civil government, and um, yeah, whatevs, all's cool now, right? In Romans chapter 13, we find a summary of the civil government's duties, and we're going to talk a lot more about this on our Friday episode, so you definitely don't want to miss that. We're going to be talking about Romans 13, the most misused and misquoted passage in all of scripture, <laughs> or one of the most. We're going to be talking about that on Friday, so stay tuned. Um, but you know, in Romans 13, we find a summary of the civil government's duties. They are to bear the sword. Put simply, they are the justice division of society. That's their job. That's it. Cut off. They aren't the ones in charge of education, road construction, economic health, or school lunches. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're not supposed to be in charge of the structuring of societies or the reordering of societies and social orders and all that garbage. None of their business justice division, and a limited view of defense of the country. Those are the two things that they're allowed to do. And we've talked about both of those at length in previous episodes. We're going to talk more about that on Friday, so stay tuned. This is just the latest in a long line of opportunities for churches and Christians everywhere to wake up and work for the kingdom of God. And time after time, the large majority of Christians have failed 
If they've just failed, God has given them so many opportunities to stand up, stand against these sorts of things, these sorts of overreaches, and and they've failed. They just, they haven't stood up because they're, how will they know without a preacher? How will they know if their pastors aren't studying these things and their pastors know this and they can tell them? So they've grown so attached to their comforts of this world that they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie. The lie that the word of God doesn't really have to be applied to all areas of life, just some, just the ones that I'm comfortable with. But when it comes to civil government, eh, if they're giving me money, they get to do whatever the heck they want. Eh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. And unfortunately, I think a lot of Republicans, which is why I'm no longer Republican, because of this reason, a lot of Republicans see this as a victory. They think yeah. they won. When in fact, now they've just dug their hands, heads even deeper into the sand. They've shown how addicted they truly are to this, this money, this drug from the civil government, and that they can't be independent without it. That should terrify the heck out of them. And instead, they think they've just won something. They think they've, this is a victory. Everything mm-hmm. I've seen on all these websites is marketing this as a win for, I don't know what. They make up all these excuses. But it, yeah, it's a win for, I don't know, they caved and now they're okay with us not supporting gays. It's like, right. they're not. You just showed how addicted you are to this stuff. You just showed right. that you need their stolen money to survive. Like, do you realize you've just shown all your cards here? This is this is a sad, sad day. This is not a victory. <laughs> like, so anyways, we could keep going and talking about all that stuff, but unfortunately we've reached our limit for the day so jake any final thoughts you want to add before we wrap up no no all right well thank you all so so much for watching us and listening to us today don't forget trdshow.net trdshow.net show website check us out knoxville tennessee i actually have the website pulled up here it's uh flf network flf stands for fight laugh feast flfnetwork.com slash knoxville 2022 2022 and i'll have that up on screen so definitely check that out if you're watching us if you're listening to us rewind listen you definitely don't want to miss this awesome conference in knoxville tennessee and uh we're gonna be there we're gonna have a table set up so if you are a listener and you'd like to meet us in person we'd love to meet you too check us out there um you can buy tickets today start planning your trip to knoxville tennessee in october and uh, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday when we delve into Chapter 3 of Doug Wilson's book, Pastor Doug Wilson's book, Mother Kirk, Essays on Church Life. Looking forward to seeing you then. And until then, remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. 